Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Max Green, and welcome to the Learning Something Podcast. This is a podcast for a teacher, by a teacher, and uh, I'm coming to you from the school that I teach at, which will remain nameless for um, for the reasons of privacy and whatnot. But Learning Something is an ode to my father, who every time I would walk in to do something, be like, come here, boy, let me learn you something. And I go, Dad, you know, it's, it's teach you something, right? He goes, yeah, that's why I said learn you something. And I go, what? And he goes, you think I don't know the English language, son? Come here, come here and look at this. So whenever I say something to somebody that I'm going to teach them, I go, hey, let me learn you something. Even though I know it's grammatically incorrect, that's an ode to my father who taught me most of my life lessons. So hopefully you guys can get some life lessons and some teaching lessons from the people that, uh, that I'm going to interview over time. My first guest today is one of my teaching compadres here at the school that I teach at, which will remain nameless. It is uh, Mr. Matt Longley, one of uh, my good friends in teaching. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Thank you for joining us. This is uh, round two. so Yeah, so I know. I'm excited. This time I, we won't lose yeah, the track. Yeah, hopefully we're better this time. Yeah. All right, so first of all, background um, for you. Where, where are you from? Why did you get into teaching? Give me the, give me the basics. All right, so basically, um, pretty much raised in Ohio. Um, I got into teaching. It wasn't something I wanted to do. Like when I got out of high school, I mean, I was not at what you would describe a, I'm doing air quotes, good right. student. Yeah. I mean, I, I did what I wanted to do, but uh, I had bigger plans, or at least I thought I did going into college that I thought, uh, I thought about the School of Journalism. Um, I thought about being a lawyer. Uh, but when we went to uh, do my school visit with my dad, he set up all the different interviews for different places, and I enjoyed, you know, the School of Journalism was really good. It was a little intimidating. Um, I went to visit the history department because you just, for pre-law, I thought I'd do that. That was interesting. And he's like, well, yeah, I got one more for us. And I'm like, uh, uh, what is that? He's like, let's just stop off at the education building. I'm like, ah, that sounds horrible. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but we did sit down and talk to this guy, and I, I, I never told my dad at that point that I really liked it. I thought it yeah. sounded really interesting because right. you got to pick the, what you wanted to learn, which for me was English and history. And then, um, you know, the, the teaching part seemed intriguing. Um, went, went into school completely undecided, thought I would still make a decision. End of sophomore year, I said, let's give this teaching thing a, a, yeah. a try. Went in for my early field experience where you just sit and you just, you observe a teacher. And the teacher I saw because I'm old, I can't remember her name, but she was fantastic, and uh, I was sold from that point forward. Um, not long after that, I had to do a lesson in the class, and I was god-awful. Yeah. I mean, I was the worst. Yeah. And they, I would have been fired if I did that. Uh, <laughs> but I still wanted to do it, and you know, here I am now, 22 years later. So yeah, 22 years later, personal teaching philosophies that have kind of... Uh that have survived that span of 22 years. You know, uh, teaching changes all the time. Yeah, so for me, the, the biggest thing is keep things fresh. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to do something new every year, but I think um, you've got to be open to trying new right. things, trying sure. different for things, sure. different avenues to the same end. Um, one, you've got to be humble. When you make mistakes and you have crappy lessons, you have to, you have to be able to admit it uh, and fix it. Um, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. Like I said, I've said it before, I'm one of the most self-deprecating people yeah. in this world. <laughs> um, and you have to be okay with that because the kids find you human doing right, that. Right, right. So, um, and you got to love what you do. And if you don't love teaching, then I'm not sure what you're doing yeah, exactly. there. Exactly. I had a train wreck of a lesson first period today. <laughs> I mean, train wreck. Made the copies wrong, couldn't yeah. figure out. Got it together. Kids survived, and, and yeah, nobody was harmed. Yeah, nobody was harmed. Nobody, the making of this yeah, lesson, yeah, <laughs> nothing caught fire. No yeah. tables were flipped or anything like that. So, 
you know, you survive, you move on, and, and, and hopefully you learn from it. What are some teaching quirks or some things that are unique to your classroom, your style, kind of, wh what do you do that makes your class unique? I, th I think for, for me, it's, uh, I try, like I said, I try like to do a lot of variety. I don't like to spend, I like to talk in front of the kids because I like to have that conversational tone, especially right, when you have a sure. discussion. But I also like to leave a lot of the learning to them by meaning let them be in charge of it. Um, let them try to struggle a little bit and, and figure things out. Right. I mean, a lot of these kids, it's, it's cliche, sometimes come to you and they want to be spoon-fed. But, man, the gratification, and we all know this now, when you figure something out on your own, right. it yeah. feels like you've learned something right. instead of just being. So to me, it's let them try to figure out what they need to figure out. And I think it, it seems like a little thing, but it's, the kids have to have fun. It has to. For sure. You got to have humor in there. You don't have to be a comedian to be funny. Right. You just. Yeah, you agree, don't. And agree. you know. You just have to be. You got to be able to laugh and have some right. fun. And uh, I think they enjoy that. It makes the classroom a place they want to come to. For sure. So you've been teaching, just ten years less than I've been alive. Just as an <laughs> FYI. <laughs> so thank you. Twenty-two years, long time. It is a long what time. What has changed from from day one walking in? Young Thundercat, Mr. Longley, to, uh, <laughs> to now old grizzled veteran. What has changed? What's changed? Wow. Um, that is a great question. I'd say the biggest thing that's changed um, for me, uh, the interactiveness. I think it, it can't be undersold that the technology and where the kids spend their time in devices, with devices, has really yeah, – sure. I, I, I know it's been oversaid too, but it does take – they're used to having to checking out. Yeah, yeah. So we have to do a much, it's a much harder job or it's much more to get them out of there. Right. To, to convince them that what we're doing here and in, in using that as a tool rather than being the only thing that we use. It's constant entertainment. It's I mean, constant. They, like, and that, that's another thing. Engaged. They constantly want to be engaged. Um, and I, I think they're also given a bad rap that they, they can't pay attention, that their attention spans are. I don't think, I think that's, that's been true for 22 years, especially right. at the age yeah. level that we're the kids don't have attention yeah. span. When they didn't have devices back then, they still didn't have right. an attention span. Well, so. yeah, when they didn't have devices, they'd stare at a wall. They stare at a wall. They'd pass notes. They would other. find they would another find, way. They would find something. So that saying it's just what the way they do it is different. So, for me personally, one of the things that I wish that I knew as a teacher was to really carve your own path. I tried to do what other teachers did, and it didn't fit my style just because. Yes. You know, I thought, oh, they've been doing it for eight years or ten years, twelve years, and it just wasn't—it just wasn't me. It just wasn't who I am. What is something you tell a young teacher coming into into their profession and, and trying to find themselves as a teacher? I, I gotta say, what you said is spot on. Like the the, the teachers I've mentored, I think it's about four or five. The, one of the biggest things that I, I want them to know is like, I'm only here, or you're you're here to do exactly what you said. Like, don't be afraid to try something way out there. Right. Try something and fail. I mean, yeah, I know it's sure. easy, and for first-year teachers, that's that's horrifying, and that's it's and pretty scary. I think it's hard because when we fail, the kids don't get the maximum learning. And I think that, if you're a true teacher, you want the kids to do as Absolutely. well as possible. Yeah. I think if you fail, they fail. I think right. I think teachers have that. And, and you, you, you don't want to be known as that. So, so a lot of times, I like what you said, Latching onto another teacher and doing what's comfortable for them. Um, I mean, I was told by principals too, like, you know, this is what this teacher does. I think right. you need to try to do what works sure. for you sure. because it's not necessarily working for me that you're doing what they're doing, if that makes sense. Right. Like, you have to be able to be your own person. 
Right. So, I mean, and, and, and grind it out and find your identity as a teacher. Absolutely. Absolutely. Part of finding your identity is failing. Oh, and absolutely. knowing who you are. What's the biggest failure for you that you've had teaching? And then on the flip side of that, the greatest success that you've had. Biggest failure. Um, I know there's there's too many to count. Many to count. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I I remember. Uh, okay, I I think probably my biggest failure I did uh, early on. I did SBH, which is severe behavior handicapped. It was a self-contained unit, and we had about seven or eight kids. You know, that doesn't seem like a lot, but with those seven or eight, seven or eight kids. Um, I did connect with some of the kids really well. Like we had a really good relationship. And I felt like I was making a difference. But there were there were one kid. We'll call him Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he was a rough he was a rough customer. Like yeah. he wanted nothing to do with me, nothing to do with the aides. He was, to say it nicely, extremely angry at everything that right. I did. Yeah. And I think I dismissed yeah. it at some point where I was just like, I fine, I'm done. Yeah. Right. Years down the road, I did hear about him later, and he, you know, he did get into some trouble with the law, and I, I believe he did spend some time in jail. Not necessarily thinking that I was going to save him from that, but right. I also know there were days where I was just like, whatever, right. and I didn't give him the time of day. Yeah. Probably, probably hand. wasn't wasn't very helpful. Right. I would say yeah. I was probably opposite. I was a human yeah. being, but I also I regret the way that I right. I treated yeah. that kid. So. Yeah. On the opposite side of that, in that same class, I'd say there are two or three students that years down the road, um, after I left that job and came to this current job, I was contacted by one student, um, Ian, um, and he contacted me right before he was going to graduate and invited me to his graduation. Really? Yeah, so I went to his graduation. That's um, awesome. It was awesome, and he wanted me to wait till after, so after the graduation waiting, he came around and he just was said some of the nicest things, um, you know, that I made a difference and whatnot, but it, it really... It, it felt so good. Yeah, I you can know. imagine. I had a kid that I had my first year of teaching, so I was teaching seventh grade. And so now she's 22, 23, you know, she's older. And she found me on Facebook, and she friended me, and I said, all right, she's graduated, so, you know, I can be friends with mm -hmm. her and stuff. And uh, she goes, she sends me a message and says, hey, Mr. Green, I just want to apologize for all the times I mistreated you. And she was <laughs> like, I was wild back then. She's like, if I would have kept doing that, I I'd probably be dead right now or in jail or something. And she's like, I just appreciate you taking the time. Wow. And I was like, this is a kid that I, I didn't like. Yeah. That didn't like me at the time. That, that you. we you know, we argued with it, you know. And amazing? I didn't have her in class. I had her for like a intervention type study hall. That's and crazy. It was just like and I and I'd see her in the hallways and stuff and yeah, and she was just like, Hey, I appreciate everything you did for me. That's fantastic. Like, wow. You know, I, that's that's awesome. I would have never expected that. Like no. And that's the thing, you know, teaching in some of those schools, you go, you know what, these kids don't care. You know, they're out, they're checking yeah. out. Like, you know what, forget them. I'm going to I'm going to talk about these yeah. kids. I'm going to worry about these kids that are that are engaged and at least at least want to be here. And then sometimes those kids, you know what, they're just knuckleheads at yeah. 13, 14, 15 years old. They're kids. And they're kids and they end up turning around. That's that's kind of the It's kind of the biggest thing, man. It kind of makes you glad you did it. Oh yeah. So all right, so to end, what's one thing that a kid should take from your class? So if you said, hey, little, you know, Mark or little Jill, <laughs> what, what should you take? Hey, listen, this is what I want you to know. from, from I, from you class. know, to, to, to say it 
over and over again. One is I'm going to do my best to get to know you, to show you that I care about your education, but I care about you as a person. Um, I want them to be comfortable. I want them to feel safe. I want them to leave there feeling they learned something, but also taking something a little bit stronger than just the content. You know, take take away a little more, Absolutely. be a little more fearless, or um, don't be afraid to take chances, or um, you know, if they spend an hour in my class and they smile for six times, then or right. once for sure, that's that's sure. worthwhile. So yeah. they can just, to me, it's just make their education. Make them want to keep coming to the building because if they keep coming to the building, then they will learn something. Yeah, especially from our teachers here. We have a lot of good teachers. Absolutely. I will uh, end with this. One of the things that I've always wanted is that kids always remember, hey, Mr. Green said something or we did something that I'll never forget. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Usually it might be me doing something dumb. Oh, definitely for me. But for me, it's like... I heard this story on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he said, I had a seventh grade teacher that said, hey, look up, that never ends. <laughs> and he said, I'll never forget that. And I just go, wow, like that's, like, that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, but just to think, hey, have something. Hey, I remember Mr. Green did this, or I remember one thing from Mr. Green's class, then my job's done. And that's all that matters. I have teachers where literally the only thing I remember about their class is that they had chin hair. <laughs> and that they were a woman, and they shouldn't have chin hair. Yes. So... <laughs> It's one of those things. It's like, one of those you know, things. I, I hope that I hope that I have an effect on kids. And I think that all, all good teachers absolutely share that. So, well, sir, it has been an absolute pleasure to do this for the second time. Yeah, if thanks we have for having me on. The third time, we will do it a third time. If we have to do it a fourth time, I will probably do this the fifth time. It might, it might get a little. We might have to talk to break.